Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Not Gonna Lie podcast presented by Student Union Sports. This week, Pat and I go over our power rankings after week five, talk about some Colts, some Bears, uh, Matt Rule being fired, uh, Justin Tucker being a system kicker, and a lot more. And welcome back to another episode of the Not Gonna Lie podcast. I'm John here with my co-host Pat. We are done with week five, moving on to week six. Um, and so I think for this episode, we kind of need to uh, take some stock of the league here. We talked about, you know, things that have maybe changed our opinions of some teams. And so figured it now was a good chance to go into that um, and look at you know, where we're at with our, uh, compared to our projections, where we kind of rank teams now. Um, so while week five, first off, most important, how's the fantasy team? How are we looking? Uh, so we scored the least amount of points in a win this week. So okay. um, in, in, I, in, in the two leagues that I really pay attention to, um, I, I scored 197 points in one. And then in the league that I've been talking about on here, I scored 97 points on. But I went 2-0 in those leagues. So um, I scored 97 points, still pulled out the victory, uh, really on the heels of an incredible Josh Allen performance. Um, the problem is I don't have any running backs now. Like mm. I, I have none. I traded Derrick Henry, and at the time the trade seemed – it, it, it felt short-sighted to begin with, but it was, I need the immediate boost. And DeAndre Swift has not played a snap while I have been in possession of him. So that's a bummer, um, especially because Derrick Henry's looked really good in the last three weeks. But you knew that that was going to happen. Dr. Cito's season happens, you know, once a year. Um, but he, uh, so with DeAndre Swift out, you'd think, all right, well, maybe you'll get him back this week and that's going to help. Well, no by so hopefully he'll be back the week after that uh Cordero Patterson hit IR last week uh Antonio Gibson was out touched by Brian Robinson and also Jaden McKissick was involved in the passing game a little bit luckily Gibson kind of got involved towards the end of the game interested to see what happens this Thursday uh but my mm -hmm. only other starting running back aside from well I benched Khalil Herbert because Dave Montgomery is back and uh, my only other running back was Rashad Penny, who broke his leg. So a very unfortunate group of running backs. So it's not looking good for the future. Um, so I'm going to have to acquire a running back. The waiver wire is barren wasteland. I'm going to have to look and see if someone has Kenneth Walker uh, stashed on their team. And maybe I can go after him or just really any other depth running back just to just to have a body until... I'm going to need bodies until Cordero Patterson and until DeAndre, and DeAndre Swift are both healthy. So um, kind of get me to that moment and then I'll be fine. But uh, in the, in the, in the current, uh, the running game is not looking great. 
um, but we still won. We're two and three after starting zero and three, and that's all that matters. We're so, we're moving in the right direction. Moving yeah. uh, up and upward and onward. So the uh, the one guy I also th- I also think would be good to potentially take a look at is uh, um, Eno Benjamin, because at the end of that Cardinals game, he was the only healthy guy in the room, um, and so True. you know he might it might be a spot start, but it's definitely worth a look um of potentially you know a, a guy that you might especially if you're streaming running backs right yeah now. If, if yeah, yeah if you are if you are desperate and and getting to that point he's a guy to look at for sure um but yeah I, at this point it's really tough like you like you said are just going for those backup options hoping somebody cuts into workload um something like that but yeah, yeah now now is the time where you want derrick henry um so it's unfortunate but obviously obviously hindsight is 2020 uh, yep but here we are two and three though two two straight wins this is a this is a good a good spot to be in i'd say um yeah yeah could be worse my friend I had, uh, scored the third most points in our league um and lost and dropped to zero and five and i don't know if i'll ever hear from him again he's going through a tough time with us so fair enough yeah i i had a week come down to the wire it was travis kelsey versus CEH, Darren Waller, and Devontae Adams. And I believe I had about 15 points in hand. Um, and I was lucky enough to be in attendance in the game last night. Insane atmosphere. I mean, uh, when they called that roughing the passer, obviously Chiefs fans were upset. And that didn't surprise me. But the length of time that they were upset to the point where it sounded like, was it Carl Sheffers? Was he the one? Sheffers, yeah. was he the one that was on? It sounded like he he was near tears making calls. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, I think it was about what, three minutes left in the second quarter. And it was just an insane amount of booze. And they continued into halftime, even after halftime, the start of the third, third quarter. Um, I mean, that was wild. Like Arrowhead is a cool experience. I was texting our friend Cody, who's also a Chiefs fan. He asked how it was. And it was probably the, the most insane atmosphere I've been in since like we've been able to go back to games like since COVID. Um, and so that was that was definitely a cool experience. Travis Kelsey winning me my week by scoring four touchdowns on 24 receiving yards was also very cool. Um, so all around good, good atmosphere, good environment. Um, that was a fun time. And obviously winning fantasy football is always fun, too. Yeah, Arrowhead's a lot of fun. Um, when. Um, did they were you were you able to kind of see the replay well on the roughing the passer call? Um, a little bit. I mean, I saw like I thought I I just assumed it was a sack fumble and that they were going with that. And it felt like to me the flag was thrown a little bit late, which is weird. Yeah. Like I think that's what added to it as well, was that it was like essentially Chris Jones had the ball in his hands, or I don't know if you whoever recovered it had the ball in his hands, and then they threw the flag, and it was like, Well, that's weird. I We'll kind of get into it, but I, I like obviously the Tom Brady one was the talk the weekend. Yes, um, definitely. it was just a very it was it was an awful call. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to tackle from the angle of the referees? And a lot of people just think that these referees can process the game in slow mo in instant replay. So I, it's rare that I will err on the side of a referee, but because there are only so many people, and because the discussion is had, and because in regular speed, it looks like this. Um, it looked like roughing. The, it looked like the new, like what roughing the passer is now. 
Mm -hmm. and that's you can't you can't put your full body weight on the guy and uh in slow-mo everybody was trying to say well chris jones is trying to brace his fall and what else can you do there in my opinion it looked like chris jones left up or put up his left arm to put all of his weight on the guy it's Mm -hmm. a conversation that can be had back and forth it doesn't matter anymore first off but secondly it's not one that there's an easy solution to it looked like gruffing the passer to me but apparently not to a lot of Chiefs fans. So, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, and by a lot of Chiefs fans, I think you mean like probably the entire stadium. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, hand up. I I started booing too. I just love being sure. a part of the crowd. You gotta, yeah, you got to be a part of it. Yeah, It was a fun time. It was electric atmosphere. This guy that was actually sitting next to me um, had a little bit too much to drink. And he was coming up with some of the weirdest scenarios I think I've ever heard of. Like, I think one of the things he told me was he turns to me and he goes, you know, be crazy instead of like a streaker on the field or like, a you know, someone who runs on the field. Imagine it was somebody in like a Rick and Morty costume who just portaled away. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if alcohol is the only substance that that guy ingested. He also he also suggested what if they gave everybody a five milligram edible that came into the stadium and then there was like a 15 minute time where it was like. How they have the seventh inning stretch but it was like no you take an edible and i was like okay what about what yeah. think of the children what are they gonna do yeah think of the children um, but i don't that he made it he made it very he made it very entertaining um for sure but all right the big news the colts are two two and one uh it was a gritty win a hard-fought win say what you want about the offense say what you want about anything i mean a win is a win uh my initial takeaways a couple of them let's start with some positive ones alec pierce looks really good he looks really good only playing about 50 percent of the snaps which is something that's encouraging i think he'll kind of get more run and this is he we're gearing up to what we're hoping he would be which is a, a good compliment to michael Pittman. um he's had 60 receiving yards his last three games i think it is um and he had one crazy catch where he just like ripped the ball out of the DB's hands. Like I thought it was a pick the whole way. And then somehow he ended up with it. Um, So that's something that's encouraging. Um, I mean, sometimes you have to win the ugly ones. I'm not all the way out on the offense yet. It's frustrating. And we mentioned it. It's hard to watch them play football. And it still is like, don't get me wrong. It was gross game for many reasons. Um, But this is, you know, this is a game that you kind of need to have. Obviously, there's a big one coming up with Jacksonville this week. Um, No huge word on Jonathan Taylor. I know he was a late scratch last week, which was encouraging because you think, you know, maybe if it wasn't a Thursday game, he might have tried to give it a go. Um, Not having Naheem Hines definitely hurt, but I think that Philip Lindsay ran the ball well enough um, that it was encouraging. I thought, I mean, obviously the defense played well, made stops where we needed to. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what the Colts are, right? Like the last couple of years, people think that like, because they've had, you know, a top ranked defense, it's be, you know, they're shutting teams down. It's not really the case. It's always been a bend don't break type of thing, which I think we saw on display on Thursday night. Um, And that's the reality of the situation. You know, like we will get down even the games. I think the, the game last year where we blew out the bills, it wasn't like we stopped them from scoring. It was, we made, we forced turnovers in key spots. Um, we prevented them from from you know capitalizing on opportunities and that's what this defense is and so if we can get that I'm happy 
I'm not like overjoyed, but the reality is we're a half game back on the Tennessee Titans for the lead in the AFC South. We have a big divisional game coming up this week and next week. Um, and so, you know, you take what you can get and that's kind of where I'm at. I'm taking the good with. Yeah. That division is bad. That division's bad. Yeah, no, that, that, sure. That's the end of it. That's for sure. the end of it. Is that the division's bad. So anybody can win it. I mean, hell, the Jaguars can win it. I don't think they will. I think it's no. between the Texans or it's between the Titans and it's between the Colts again. Um, but it, but it's, it's not a good one. And it's certainly not good enough to think whoever escapes from this can be, can be a contender for a Super Bowl. It, it's yeah. just not um, either. You got to figure out a lot of stuff quickly or it's hey, a team from this division gets to go to the playoffs. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot exit. of, yeah, there's a lot of breathing room having a bad division because I think if you put any of these four teams in any other division, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And I said, I, I think I might have said that on the podcast. I don't know if I said it going in. I, I certainly have going into the year. I don't know if it's been on the podcast, but the reality of the situation is the, the team that wins this division does get a playoff spot. And that's what I've been angling for going into the year. And now I thought that, you know, some teams would be better than they are, and I thought we would be better than we are. Um, but we're still left with the same situation of, listen, the winner of this division makes it to the playoffs, yeah. and these two games, these next two weeks are key. Like, we don't have to figure out every single problem, but we have to do enough to win uh, because you toss in a divisional tiebreak that we're on the wrong side of, it makes it that much harder to not only win the nine to ten games that you have to, but, you know, uh come out on top of whoever it is that we've lost the tiebreaker to so yeah it's encouraging um not great but better than i'm gonna throw in one thing on the broncos side and then we'll rattle through the primetime games but uh russell wilson looks bad that that is that that's another problem that that yeah we currently have um i think i had what colts 15 and 2 or 14 and 3 like some outrageous number that is not going to hit yeah Plain and simple. Well, it's not I, mathematically, impossible. I thought that they were. Or are you saying that because they got? Are you saying that because they got the tie? Is that why it won't hit? I'm saying, yeah, sure. I'll say because okay. they got the tie. Because they could win twelve and in a row. I don't want to have. The, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. <laughs> um, no, and then the other part of it is that I had the Broncos running or not running away, but I had them winning the AFC West, mm-hmm. and both of those things are just not going to happen. Um, Russell Wilson could figure it out, and it's almost like he was better as someone constantly under pressure than he is as someone who might have a clean pocket for a little bit, because when he had a clean pocket on Thursday night, it was awful. It was, it was an atrocious sight of just not being able to locate his locate the open man. And even when he could being able to hit him. Yeah. It, It was, it was very uncharacteristic from what we've learned of Russell Wilson. The main difference is that he's not, running for his life, trying to escape a broken down pocket. He's not trying to will them to a victory anymore. It's, Hey, you're the, you're the final piece of the puzzle. We just need you to go out there and play, you know, good football. And he has no idea what that looks like. (laughs) So um, definitely an interesting situation. Uh, Sunday. Bengals Ravens. Both teams kind of looked a little stuck in the mud for a good portion of that game. Yeah. Bengals then finally get it going. I think it's a good time to remind ourselves that Zach Taylor is a career 1834 and one head coach. 
in the regular season. And sometimes it shows and it rears its ugly head with his goal line play calling and with his other decision making. Um, not to say like he's he's not as bad as 1834 and one, but he's also not as good as going to the Super Bowl last year. I, I think wherever that middle that truth middle is in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's exactly right. Um, and as for the Ravens, they're still they're an interesting team because they have some things to figure out. But I also we'll kind of get into it with our power rankings in a few minutes. I still think that they're one of the better teams and more capable teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to f- figure it out first and foremost because you know these two teams do not like each other. Um, you know, you got to throw out the throw record out the books. record book. Yeah, throw out the record books whenever these teams come together, just to get that out of the way. Um, But no, on a serious note, I mean, the Bengals, we've talked about this, and it's still the same issue of like, the offensive lines looked better, but still they're not great. This isn't like, this hasn't helped them take that next step that we thought it would, because essentially, right now, as it stands, the Bengals were a team that got hot at the right time, right? Like they were able to figure stuff out. Evan McPherson was you know kicking really well they were able to pull out some of these games and that's all that it is like it it feels like a kind of a crash and burn type of thing um on the raven side do you make anything of lamar i mean lamar was struggling a little bit last night to just hit receivers um it was bizarre it 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 seemed it seemed like weird the fourth and short down the sideline that he missed i forget who it was too um that was one of the more egregious misses that I think you'll probably see him have in his career. Yeah. Um, now we don't know if there was a miscommunication or not, but it also didn't really look like it. It just looked like a misplaced ball. Um, obviously, if if I you know if I think that they're going to continue to be one of the better teams in the league, then I have to think that that's an anomaly and not going to be a recurring habit. Yeah. But, uh, Certainly a little surprising to see. I think that's as fair as I can assess it right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just difficult because I think, you know, with the way that he's played football, um, like coming into the league, it's he's been under scrutiny, like good or bad, he's been talked about. Um, and so when you toss in now it being a contract year, I mean, we are going to be talking about Lamar Jackson every week or like everybody's going to be talking about Lamar Jackson every week of like, how much yeah. do you pay him? Is it worthwhile? And so it sucks. But I think that some of these things that, you know, might be chalked up to miscommunication, like you said, are going to be magnified um, and almost exploited in terms of like assessing situation. And I don't think the Ravens in their organization are doing that with their decision-making uh, of, of how much to pay him and if to pay him, but it's still just something that is difficult uh, to you know, have to process from a fan's perspective, from Lamar's perspective, from you know, really, really every angle. Um, though my favorite part of the whole night, though, was uh, Justin Tucker calling himself a system kicker. In his exact words, the ball kicks itself. Well, I know that tweet. There was a tweet that got sent in that we both saw that Justin Tucker's kick, and I mentioned it when he kicked it to my roommate when I was watching the game with him. Like that was like dead center, but that was like like geometrically is that maybe geometrically was about is that the right term okay yeah Yeah. it was about 
as perfect as you could have kicked it, which is nuts. Um, and also he, Justin Tucker gave a shout out for a game winning hold, which is like probably the first time I've ever heard that phrase used either. Um, like, I think he's just bearing the lead and that Justin Tucker is just so good at kicking the football. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's almost to the point where like you forget that he kicked a 66 yarder to beat the Lions last year in a game that should not have been what, like 19 to 17. Yeah. Um, but just kind of a, and I think that was like one of the first times that we got a good old Dan Campbell cry session in the post game. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, he is the hands down best kicker of all time. And I don't think that anyone can really dispute that at this point. Yeah. I, Considering I mean, that like his game winning kicks, like they're not even close to not being close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, it's wild. It's crazy. It's it's truly crazy to watch him work. Uh, I mean, moving forward, I mean, we'll talk about the where I have the Ravens ranked and all that sort of thing. But um, the Bengals are still concerning to me. I'm waiting for them to pick it up, and I don't I don't know exactly what that means, like what that looks like. Not having T. Higgins obviously hurt with that game, um, and getting him involved. But oh yeah, the other thing I was going to talk about: Joe Mixon telling plays. Like he has, he has, have you heard about this? Uh, no. So it's been going around that um, whenever, uh, oh, I, now I'm going to mix it up. So basically if Joe Mixon stands up, the the Bengals are going to run the ball. If he squats down, they pass. And this has been like well-documented. Like there was a, there was a moment in the game and I, I hope I'm getting this right, but there was a moment in the game where Joe Mixon goes from standing and then Burrow calls an audible, checks out of the play, goes down to squatting, and then they pass the ball. Which is Neat. which is crazy to me because I remember reading about this two weeks ago, but it's still something that he's doing. And I don't know. It's I mean, it has to be subconscious, but that's someone's what, also got to tell him someone in that Bengals building has to figure that out. I know? mean, if thousands of people on Twitter have already seen it, you'd have to think that like somebody you'd have to think someone it. would know it, but you'd also have to hope that someone's then told him, right? Yeah. I don't it's it's weird. It's just so interesting, yeah. but just something I saw I thought that was 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 kind of interesting. Um we touched on Raiders Chiefs. I mean, anything else you wanted to add? The Raiders are 1 and 4, which is weird. Um, I feel like we'll kind of get into it. Powering. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do that then. Let's let's get into it. Um, all right. So let's just start from the bottom. Um, so we'll yeah. just straight off. We'll go pick for pick and then, you know, just kind of see where where it is that we end up. Um, sure. So my first team is the, at 32 is Carolina Panthers. Just fired Matt Rule. Um, where, what do you who do you have at 32? Where are you at with that? I've got the Washington Commanders. Okay. I imagine there's going to be like some, some similarities though, between us. Um, All right, here, wait, wait, wait. How about, how about we do it this way? Can I suggest a change? Okay. Let's do it. So that we can keep it ordered and how we'll talk. You give me your list. You go up 32, 31, whatever. I will tell you. um, No, no, no. So then I, then you have to tell me higher or lower. Obviously. When we're at 32, it's not going to be perfect. 
Okay. Um, Cause it's going to be higher. Cause I obviously now have the Panthers higher than 32. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to tell, so I'm going to say where I have my, you'll team. say where you'll say where you're at, where they're ranked. We'll talk about it. Uh, or you can guess higher or lower, and then I'll tell you where they're ranked and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's let, cool. okay. Let's do that then. So 32 good radio. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a little inside the mind. 32 Carolina Panthers. I'm going to guess that you have them higher than 32. Yeah. I've got them at 29. Okay. 29. All right. So the Panthers fire Matt rule, Christian McCaffrey, they've been feel or the bills have at least called about Christian McCaffrey. Um, this was a team I think I had going nine and eight. I believed a lot more in Baker Mayfield than he has proven on the field. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough. I think that this team with a, average quarterback could do some good things but instead they've wasted a lot of draft picks on sam darnold and baker mayfield and are now stuck with the team that they have it's it's unfortunate but i mean it's it's they're not a good team plain and simple no um that's about as nice as you can be about it dj moore's but non-existent and it's pretty difficult at least in my opinion to make him just invisible to an offense yeah um christian I, it's, McCaffrey it's, still does christian McCaffrey things uh I, I saw pft made the joke when there was like the report of the bills reaching out about it with pft going there's only one football uh <laughs> which kind of made me laugh but you if you put cmc on that bill's offense i don't think that they would score under 45 points per game for the rest of the year i mean that it's just such a weaponized tool uh set that they have um but yeah that uh the panthers they're bad i i said it right before we started recording picking 32 is difficult in my opinion there were four or five teams that you could really throw in that spot yeah no definitely and i yeah we'll 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 see that interchangeable interchangeableness um with that but at 31 uh i've got the houston texans okay i have uh higher or lower uh, well, I'm I'm going to say higher, I think. Uh, yeah, I have them at 28. 28, okay. Okay. Um, big win for them this week, but I still have a lot of concerns. Damian Pierce is great uh, with that, but I was expecting more out of Davis Mills. I was hoping you'd take a little bit more of a leap, but he's not done that yet. Um, he's not really gotten Brandon Cooks involved, which was kind of that piece that I was like, hoping for not only in fantasy, but in like, you know, projecting where it is that they would end up. Um, And so they're, they left a little more to be desired for me. I think that they have a lot of work to do still. Um, And what I saw from them last year in those games where Davis Mills looked good, I haven't seen so far this season. So I've got them at, at 31. Yeah. um, Obviously Davis Mills, I thought that is one of my dogs. Sorry. Um, Davis Mills had a really, um, one of the better rookie years for the rookie quarterback classes last year. Mm-hmm. And he was also one of the quarterbacks that no one expected to play in his rookie year. Um, and now that there's a little bit of a spotlight and the pressure's more on him than anything else, because it's it's his job to lose at this point. Last year, he was kind of playing with borrowed time. Um, it's a, it's It's a trickier situation for him. Um, and also I think Lovey Smith is 
bar none, probably the last, like the worst remaining head coach, but he's not going to get fired after five games. Yeah. Um, they could have done this with David Culley, I think is just kind of the moral of the story. So it's another, I don't know. The situation that they played into is kind of on them, but also what a terrible situation <laughs> that it is. So they're a very bad team. I had them at 28, and it's not because I think that they're better than 31. It's just I think that there are three teams that are worse than the Texans and Panthers. Fair enough. All right, 29. I have the Commanders. 30. 30. 30. I have the Commanders at 30. Um, okay. And we know where we know where they land for you, but I'll I'll sure. guess lower. All right, good guess. Yeah. Um this is a tale of two teams, right? If Carson Wentz is good, they're good. Yeah. When he's bad, they're sometimes not terrible. Um, I mean, obviously they played a close one with the Titans, and the difference in mindset, I think, when you just look at a team of them being one and four and two and three is huge. Um, because the reality is they were stones throw away from being two and three. And when you're, when you're two and three, you're a stones throw away from being at 500 and 500 is not a team that's you think of as a bad one, regardless. But if you look at the bulk of their work, I mean, you know, we'll have to see where they get when Brian Robinson is ramped up and ready to go fully. Um, but it seemed like they just didn't really want to run the ball to me last week which was weird because you know that was supposed to be kind of one of their things and something that they've been pretty good at this year and it's not like they were trailing by a bunch so it's not like they had to abandon it um I know from experience when you have to rely on Carson Wentz to throw the ball a lot uh it doesn't work out well it kind of works out better if you can almost incidentally have him throw the ball um which is you know what we've seen through a couple of games and you know early part of the season they looked really good but um, yeah, the defense isn't where I wanted it to be. I think at this point in the year, they're still figuring it out and kind of, it might just be that two years ago was sort of an anomaly. Um, but yeah, got them at 30, but I don't, I don't hate them. I don't think that they're bad. I just, they're just, I mean, you have really... been 30. You think that they're bad, I, but mentally, like I I'm looking at the list and it's like, where else, who else do I put here? But I don't know there. It is what it is. It is what it is. They're bad. Ron Rivera is going to get fired. Um, probably he'll probably last until the end of the year. Just kind of with the stock that they've put in him at this point, and then also the organizational stability that's kind of rocking Washington right now. Um, midseason trade candidates. We talked about Christian McCaffrey, you know, briefly. Why is Antonio Gibson not being floated out? Yeah, it makes so much sense for him to be moved because yeah. I think he, I, I absolutely think that he's still the best running back on this team. I think Brian Robinson's talented. Don't get me wrong, uh, and his circumstances have obviously changed that situation insanely. Yeah, but Antonio Gibson didn't really show anything to lose that his job, his starting gig, and he's more than capable, and he'd be more than capable on a better offense too. And he provides a nice passing relief, and he and he can run the ball extremely well. Um, I I don't know who needs him, but a team absolutely could be in the market for him. I, yeah, and I don't know why we're not hearing his name more. 
Yeah. Um, kind of looking at like teams that are in the area of needing a really good running back. It's difficult it's because tough. I, yeah, I think that like I get what you're saying, but you look at the value of the running back, it's gone down recently. But everybody, I mean, every top team, um, I just as someone who's fine. Yeah, like it would be good enough. It just wouldn't be worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah, I, I it's it's interesting to me. Um, but yeah, commanders at 30, moving on lines at 29. Um higher or lower. I'm gonna go on a limb and say you have them right at 29. You're very close. I, I have them at 30. Ah, okay. Okay. Um the big thing with these guys and what got me excited about them was their offense. Um, and I think that Bill Belichick put that to bed after yeah. he shut them out this week. I know Swift wasn't there. Um, Amon Ross still working back from injury. So it's not like he was fully geared up, ready to go. Um, but I mean, this is, I guess this is kind of the comeback. To they Earth. weren't there last week and they still put up 40 points. So like, yeah, exactly. This yeah. was their, this was their, for me, in my mind, this was their comeback to Earth week. And it's like, all right, maybe, you know, they're not, their offense is an elite type of thing. Um, I think they'll have good games. I think this is what we'll expect from them. They're going to have good moments where they show up and game plan well. And then there are going to be weeks where they just don't show up at all. And I think that's Jared Goff in a nutshell. And now it is accentuated into the the Lions offense as a whole. Um, but the defense sucks. They've got good pieces, but the defense is bad. Like just straight up, there's no other way around it. Um, and it's hard to win games if your offense doesn't show up and your defense consistently is bad. That's a shame because they're gonna they're gonna wreck the most valuable years of Aiden Hutchinson and Jeff Okuda. Just Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks and a half. Yeah. Like, but for what exactly like, that's what I'm saying. What's like, the worth of it? Yeah. Yeah. Like he they that is what they're getting from Aiden Hutchinson and the defense is still horrendous everywhere else around him they they struck i mean listen they made an effort i think to really shore up that offensive line and i think they've done that and they have a very underrated offensive line one of the best in football in my opinion um and so now it's going to be can they make an effort to do that on the other side of the ball with the defensive line and also the linebackers and also the secondary um so they've got their work cut out for them a lot of young pieces they're exciting. And I think that they could very well win six to seven games. Um, but if you score 40 or if you score 42 points, if you score 30 plus, let's, let's walk it all the way back. If you score 30 plus, you should be winning what 90% of your games somewhere in that range. Like, I, I feel like that's a fair estimate. And so far this season, they have scored, uh, they have scored 30 three times and have won one. Yeah. It is what it is. It's the uh, part of my take kind of got into it, and I really liked Big Cat's take on it. And he was like, yeah, I'm just starting to think that Dan Campbell's not the guy. And I've kind of been on that train for a while. Of yeah. He's their biggest cheerleader, and that's about it. Like, he, at some point, the rah-rah bullshit just isn't enough to be a good coach in the NFL. It's yeah. fine. Um, I think he was like, no, that's perfect for like a tight ends coach, which is exactly what he was and what got him to this level. It's almost to like the, you can kind of point to Dan Quinn with the Cowboys 
and say sometimes people are just better like their peak is a positional job or a coordinator gig yeah and they'll ruin their worth by getting a head coaching job more and more and more but if they finally decide no i'm better suited just at this job then yeah. it will work out very well for them I think Leslie Frazier is another good example of that, of a guy. Leslie like Frazier is a great example. Of that. Really good coordinator, but just is you're not kind of, it's, it's different. It's not the same. It's different when you yeah. get to the next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Falcons at, or lines at 29 Falcons at 28. Uh, I think you, you probably have them higher. Yeah. You have the Falcons at 28. Yeah. I have them at 21. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that they played a lot of good football. They're undefeated against the spread. Um, but the know. reality of the situation is I think that there are a lot of holes on the team and I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, I get it. And I'm not all the way out on the idea of betting them against a the spread this week, just because, you know, you got to ride the wagon, but like, I don't know how they're doing it. Like you look at both sides of the ball it just doesn't make sense. And I don't like, I, in, a, in a way of not like, oh, wow, they're like better than I thought of like, oh, wow, this isn't sustainable. Um, In my opinion, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, at some point Desmond Ritter is going to come in and start some games towards the end of the season. Um, They still haven't gotten Kyle Pitts involved. They've got AJ Terrell on defense. He's really good. But other than that, like, I don't, I, I just don't see yeah, a lot they're, of talent. They're... And they just traded Deion Jones. They're certainly in a, in a transition phase that they're kind of going through right now, which is odd because I, I actually think that Arthur Smith is better than what the Falcons are doing. And I think that, I think Arthur Smith is a big reason as to why they keep it close mm-hmm. um, game in game out. And, and they got screwed by the roughing the passer call that we talked yes, about. Definitely. Um, they, they're 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 very scrappy and i and i was able to find more holes and kind of when going through the head-to-head mat like the way that i did my rankings was i did a lot of just who would win in a head-to-head match Mm. um and and that's just kind of how i came up with this um and so therefore i had um therefore i still had them at 21 i still had them better than some more teams that we'll talk about in a little bit Fair enough. All right. 27. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and I think you have them in this range. No, you have them higher. You have them higher. Sure. Yeah. All right. I have them at 31. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's fair. Is Does that include when TJ Watt comes back or is that just where they are right now? Is that like factor um, in like rest of season? TJ Watt should definitely bump them up and, and these rankings are fluid and you know there's a good chance that in three weeks the falcons will be lower than 21 if they're you know two and six um but for right now i just think that the steelers i i'm gonna say a bad word here and i'm very sorry about it but i think matt canada is the worst fucking offensive coordinator in football maybe an offense in in like in in probably i'm so enraged that i can't even speak worst (laughs) offensive coordinator in football in probably the last five years at least and that goes back to in my own head 
Powell Logans with the Bears and then the Dolphins. And then I think he might have been with the Jets. Awful, awful, awful offensive coordinator. Matt Canada is worse than that. Uh, or is is at least up near that. Um, the Steelers team, they want to develop Kenny Pickett. They're going to let him merit out. He's not going to develop into this offense. All they do is throw down the sidelines and throw little screen passes. It, 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 it's it's not enough to develop a youngster who not only was it like a – no one thought that Kenny Pickett was going to walk into the NFL and take over the league or anything. He was a project. And you're ruining your project by letting Matt Canada get his grubby hands all over it. He's a terrible football coach, and I cannot believe that he is still employed. That is crazy to me. Yeah, I listen, new goal. I'm going to do everything in my power to try and get Matt Canada to come on this podcast. Um, <laughs> what little power I have, I'm just going to be sending out emails. I'm going to really try because yeah. I just can't I'll wait. To I'm on Zoom. I'll say it to his face. I can't, I can't, I can't wait to facilitate that kind of conversation. I'm going to set the over under on him, like staying on the podcast at probably like seven or no, it'll just be a straight up bet. Yes or no. Does Matt Canada hang up? Um, and I think that, yes, I'm going to set the line at like, I'll take the yes. Yeah. At That's like, like a minus 4,000. I was going to say like, incredible. I was going to say minus 300, but maybe like, you know, you feel very confident in that um, that's our goal. That's the new goal of the podcast. Matt, get Matt Canada Canada on here. Um, but here's the thing. Here's with the Steelers. In all honesty, we know about the defense. I think that what happened because they played, you know, the Bills team that we both believe is really good at the game of football. I think that it overshadowed that the Steelers' offense may not be god awful in spite of matt canada like that's what i gathered from it i gathered that yet again the steelers are able to find an incredible wide receiver and not the first round in george pickens he looks really good um deontay johnson is regularly like a toenail away from being in bounds on some crazy catches that you know would affect some things like it's just like these little things that like going back and watching um like the game that's like, okay, maybe they're not like that bad. Um, and I know that they had to air it out a bunch, but Kenny Pickett throwing for 300 was impressive in spite of, you know, whatever. And if you can, if you can throw the ball enough times to get George Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson involved in this game, then, you know, you can, you can steal a couple, especially once TJ Watt comes back, the defense, like I, I feel good about it. Um, and that's why I've got them there. I mean, not great because I have them at, you know, 20 and 26, 27. Um, but it is what it is. All right. 26, the Raiders. Um, they don't, they don't suck, but they're not good. Uh, I saw a stat. I think that they, they won the most games by one possession in the NFL last season. And now this season, they haven't won a single one. So it's just yeah, the duality. Four in games decided by seven points or less. Yeah. The duality of football. Um, they ran out all their luck last year and, and now here they are this season. Um, Higher or lower? Yes. Uh, I think you have them higher than you have them higher. I have them at 24. You're pretty yeah. close, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
they Devonte Adams is just so good that he kind of inflates how good they are. Um, he's also really good at shoving cameramen, like one top two, and he ain't two, uh, and that only applies to shoving cameramen. Um, but then, uh, additionally. I kind of bought into Hunter Renfro being a bigger part of this offense, and he's not. I will get the the offensive piece that has looked very good with Josh McDaniels is Josh Jacobs. I think he yeah. has had a bit of a career resurgence, and good for yeah. him. I really like him. Um, people forget he was a pick that he was drafted with a Bears draft pick that we got that we sent over for Khalil Mack. Um, he. Uh, but that defense, that their defensive line gets a lot of good pressure, and then their defensive backs can hang, but they're not great, and they would be much better suited with some like superior linebacker play that they just aren't getting. I, I think yeah. that that's the best way to put it. And then Maybe. the seven pre-snap penalties that they had in the seven in the second half yesterday is the is it, it's a premier sign of just a bad staff and a poorly coached staff i think this is you know this is kind of like what we've grown to expect with the raiders they're not a bad football team but they're just undisciplined um, yeah. and yeah like you said that that shows a big piece of it um i mean any secondary that's starting rocky scene that corner isn't a good one yeah. um and they are starting rocky scene at corner so you do the math on that one they um it's funny because they i think that they're a team that can kind of quickly turn it around and be a competitor in the afc when they when they put a little bit more into that defense agreed agreed um especially because i i i, I rip on the coaching of it but i also think that patrick graham is one of the better defenses is like one of the more underrated defensive coordinators in football it's just they can't get out of their own damn way yeah if they could then they, then we'd be talking about them in a much greater light because they wouldn't be one in four. Um, you know, discipline plays a much larger role in these one score games. It, it can be the determining factor between one and four and three and two at this yeah. point. Um, granted, there were a lot of bad calls. Um, some deemed to be makeup calls for the roughing the passer, which I thought was an adequate call to begin with. But the defensive holding on the field goal attempt that was that hasn't I've, been called since 2015. I've never, I'd never seen a game. I, I that was crazy to me when they threw the flag. I was in like, that I've never situation seen that too. What are you doing? That's a horse crap call. That that is awful. That was, that was, that was almost that that was as close as you get to like, all right, get Tim Donaghy off this officiating staff. <laughs> like this is pretty bad. Um. So I have them at 24 because I, I, I just can't get over the fact that they've had all these one-score games, but they're undisciplined. They're But they're also a team that I think could turn it around. I have I, I can't remember, but their schedule, I think it's a little bit easier as the season goes on. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to let – me, let me double-check that. But, I uh, say, yeah, so I have them at 24. Yeah, I will say with this ranking, I've got – it's about 90% how you played and 10% what I think you could be. So that kind yeah. of like, that's just kind of how it broke it down for me of like, I had to really fight myself of being like, 
you know, there are teams I still believe in, but they haven't lived up to par yet. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where my, where my rankings went. Um, at 25, I have the Bears. Fair enough. I think you've got them at 25 as well. I have them at 22. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll keep it quick. A lot of good pieces. Um, and maybe they will mesh. I think they're still figuring some things out. Um, they threw the ball a couple more times, which is exciting. Um, they kept it close with the Vikings um, relatively. Like there's things to be excited about, but like I said, it's 90% of what you've done, 10% of what you could do. So I've got them at 25. I um, I have them at 22 for pretty much the exact same reasons why I have the Raiders 24 or for the exact opposite reasons as to why I have the Raiders at 24. Um, obviously two and three, not what you want to have happen, but it's a, a learning curve year for everybody involved. That's for the players and for the coaching staff too. My friend, uh, my friend Mitch had a, uh, sent me a text earlier today and mistyped and, and just had like a slip of the brain kind of a thing where he said, you know, we have a second year rookie as quarterback. And I said, honestly, that's, that's pretty true though. That, that's like an accurate way to, to put it because Matt Nagy for what it's worth at face value was not a very good coach. Justin Fields showed a lot of, a lot of college level thinking last year but not professional quarterbacking. And then you saw like flashes of just, wow, he can be really special, but never could put it together for a full game. This was the closest thing that we saw to a full game. 15 completions isn't going to cut it in any way, shape or form, but it was just a nice way to see him put together a really good second half. The offense did kind of what they could with their first half possessions. And you're going to lose these games when you're out snapped I think the I think the Vikings ran like 77 plays in comparison to the Bears 48. So yeah, they have the same amount of yards per play, but the Vikings also kept drives moving. Um they put together a 17 play, 75 yard drive to take the lead at the end of that at the end of the game. And that's the Bears defense inability to close. Now, I would much rather them be able to tackle like the Raiders, but I'm also happy that they're um, towards the top of the league in in discipline as a, as opposed to the Raiders. In terms of the biggest detractor of Matt Nagy's team last year was just the fact that God, they get they take so many offensive holding calls and full starts, and on defense they'd be off sides a ton, and then they'd get burned and instinctively commit past interference or whatever they would do they were just they weren't a smart team and then they would get their their mental state they would let their mental state get the best of them and then they'd commit these 15 yard unsportsman likes so frequently and we're seeing that go away this year and that's such a great step in the right direction but that's why i have them at 22 so it's almost the exact opposite reason where if you could essentially swap the coaching staff of the raiders and bears but keep you know or but or give Give the if you could put Devontae Adams on the Bears, we'd be we'd you'd you'd have them higher than 22, yeah. or you'd have them higher than 25, and I'd have them higher than 22 because it just feels like they're a team that's pieces away. The Raiders feel like a team that is pieces and mentality away. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Uh, at 24, the Browns. I think you I think you have them higher than 24. I have them lower. I have them at 26. But that's because oh, wow. we're running out of space to put them in. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, we are, we are running out of room. Um, Jacoby Brissett has surprised me, but also not at the same time. I think with as good as he's played, his inability to come through in the big moments kind of counterbalances any sort of good things he's done. Cause ultimately in this league, you're trying to win, you're trying to win games. Right. And maybe this is, you know, maybe we look at them differently. If he doesn't throw an interception on the five yard line against the chargers in a game that, you know, would have given them the lead or if Cade York makes that kick, but the reality of the situation is it's everything that led up to that point um is is why i have them at 24 which is a team that has a lot of talent and maybe things change when sean watson gets there but it seems like it's 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 a rate it's a raiders problem i feel like it's very similar to where the raiders are at of like they struggle to finish to complete um and it's you know if you're 85 percent in the nfl you're not going to win games and that's kind of what we see with the browns in my opinion uh yeah i mean they're they're starting to slip into what I thought they'd be at the beginning of the year, which was I think two and nine, or one and ten when Deshaun Watson got back. I think Kevin Stefanski's one of the more fireable candidates for this offseason. Okay. Um and people are gonna kind of look at it as a very like, oh well, he didn't have Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but he he hasn't done anything to impress me from a head coaching standpoint. Um, he's probably going to revert into being a very good offensive coordinator somewhere. Um, but his inability to move on from Joe Woods as the defensive coordinator, and maybe that's like the big offseason change. But if you're the Browns now, why are you not making that change now? You're going into the roughest stretch of your schedule, and you couldn't get to it unscathed. You're going into it two and three, and your wins are against the Jets and the Panthers. Or no, they didn't win. They didn't beat the Jets. They beat who did they beat? They beat the uh, the Steelers. The Steelers and that's right. The Steelers and the Panthers, who are arguably, I had them at thirty one, and I had the and I have the Panthers at twenty nine. You had the Panthers at thirty two and twenty seven, and you had the Steelers at twenty seven. They beat two of the worst teams, and then it was immediately like Browns are back to what they were last year. No, they're not. They're bad. Jacoby Brissett's a fine backup, but he's actually not even, like, top backup. Like, he'd be a fine backup, but you could probably find a better backup than him. Yeah. So, I, I think the part, I think the the party's over for them, and we're at a point of realization where they're not going to be in it when Deshaun Watson gets back, when through four weeks there was kind of a thing of, there was a thought process of, Maybe Jacoby Brissett can kind of take them to where they need to be at that point. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, they're not good. Yeah. I mean, it was really just, it's just, they just struggled to get the job done. And we, we talked about it. I'll say it again, be a broken record. If I have to like those games at the beginning of the season were ones that you needed to win and you couldn't. And now, and now where are you? You know, we see it again with the chargers. It's, it's, it was a game they could have won, maybe should have won, but didn't. And now they're two yeah. and three as opposed to, you know, wherever, wherever you, wherever you want to slot them. All right. 23, the Seattle Seahawks. 
Higher or lower? Lower. Good call. 27. The defense is bad. Like, yeah. re- like really bad. But as of right now, Geno Smith has been, so far this season, a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Fair. I think that you talk about good backups. He is a good, he is probably the best backup available. I don't know exactly where it came from. Like it seems very much out of left field, but some of the throws he made, some of the throws he's been making, but you look at just the Saints game, you could probably make a highlight tape of his entire career. If you, if you remove this season and you take throws from the Saints game, they're more impressive than any throw we've seen him make throughout his career up to that point. Like there are about three throws that would be the three best throws of his career. If you just took this game and the career up to the season. So I don't know where it's coming from. Um, It looks really good, but at the same time, their defense also sucks. Um, And I think that their offense is a little more consistent than the lines, which is why I have them where I have them. Um, And like their offense, like more like Legion of doom. Am I right? Got him. Wow, Seahawks fans will hate this episode. Yeah. Caption Uh, at that. All caps. We're back. (laughs) More like Legion of Doom. Um, But yeah, I think that the offense is a little more consistent. We'll have to see what it looks like without Rashad Penny. But we also saw, you know, uh, we saw saw Ken Walker break out a, a big run. So it's like maybe who knows where they're at type of thing. Um, so it's it's kind of weird to figure out where to put them, but I think just because of how not bad they've looked, I've got them at 23. Um, yeah, I have them at 27. Again, it gets crowded between 20 and 28 or 27. Um, of just teams that are crappy or teams that I thought were going to be better and have been worse than that. The Seahawks for all intents and purposes, I have them as the worst team in the NFL this year. So mm-hmm. kudos to them for being better than that. Yeah. Um, but that defense is bad. They certainly have a lot of... Kenneth Walker might be great. We'll, we'll kind of see about that because he, mm-hmm. he looked fine in Rashad Penny's absence this week. Um, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are great. Uh, we'll see how Noel Fant kind of fits into this offense as the season progresses. And Geno Smith is getting it done to at least where you can adequately grade the players on your team. Yeah. Um, which you cannot ask for anything more. Um, but I'm also interested to see what the next step is. Because obviously Seahawks, like, Seahawks brass had to know that they weren't going to be good this year. But how much long, like how much longer is Pete Carroll in charge? Because he's old. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, interesting situation that they have there. But, yeah, that defense is really bad, and there's no quick fix to it either. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of team that, like, they're going to be in games, like it or not. They might not win them, but they're going to be in them. Um, and so that's why I've, I've, I've got them there. 22. The Denver Broncos. I'm going to say higher. You would be wrong. 
23. Okay. Oh, wow. So we were close. We were close on that one. We're very, we're on par on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's tough because I don't, I'm not all the way out on them. I think that their offense is good. Um, I think you used the phrase too big to fail last week. I like, I like it for these guys. Um, Russ is going to figure it out. I think that, you know, losing Javante is big, but you still have, you still have Jerry Judy, you have Cortland Sutton. This defense is good. The offensive line is all right. Like they're adequate. Um, I think that Russ, Russ just needed some adversity and usually it's, you know, a bad offensive line, but now it's going to be everyone hating him, I guess. Um, and saying that he sucks and then he's going to, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop is basically long yeah. story short. That's why I'm, that's why I don't have them worse, even though they've played like a team that's like, should be ranked 27th. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, additionally, and I really only have one point on them. It is kind of funny how Russ was supposed to make this team better. And therefore one of the more drafted as like an un. There's like an underrated steal of the draft in fantasy leagues was Albert Oakwig Boonham. Uh, and he is not doing well. I think he topped out at eight points in like week one and hasn't topped two and a half since. Yeah. Um, and was only on the was only on the field for 15 snaps on Thursday night. So if you have him on your team, you can drop him. I went through my leagues and dropped him in pretty much every league today. So um and i and i don't feel like that was a short-sighted move either um it's just he's not even looking his direction and he's to the point now where he's not even on the field so yeah i i think it's just also hard to find tight ends still like there's been a problem for years and i why i tried to i tried to load up on as many mark andrews and george or not george kill uh mark andrews and travis kelsey's as i could um but yeah, it's just tough. But also, who would have thought that if the Broncos wanted an upgrade at quarterback, they would have found one from Seattle, but he just would have been a lot cheaper than a lot of draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we'll keep moving. At 21, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I think you have them at just like a little bit lower, like a little bit. Um. All right, so... Th- I'm going to give you a little, I'm not going to give you the spoiler because at 21, there's only one spot lower than where we are right now. Mm, So like through 21, I'm only off by one team Um, or through 21 to 32. I'm only off by the one team. The Colts are not that team. I have them at 19. Okay. Still close. Still in the range. Yeah. Um, yeah, Still absolutely in that range. It's 90% what you've done like i said and the episode that we had last week was literally titled will the pain and suffering ever end in regard to the colts and the bears um and so clearly i'm not i'm not saying that i'm off that wave um because kicking four field goals against the denver broncos isn't gonna like bring me out of the pit of despair when it comes to their offense um i think that you know once there's still a flow to get back into i think that they can get into a flow just don't know if slash when it's going to happen so i already talked about the colts but i've got about 21 
Um, yeah, I, I had them ranked so high that they just haven't fallen that far yet. I mean, yeah. they I probably had them as a top five team coming into the year. And so the fact that they're 19th speaks to volumes to the fact that like they have been a lot worse than that. Um, they're probably even bigger, uh, like too big to fail than Broncos in, in my estimation now. Mm. Um, and now you've beaten the Broncos and you did it without the best player on your team. And you could say the same for offense and defense with Shaq Leonard out. Yeah. Um, all healthy, you know, let's see what happens. That offensive line needs to be better and Matt Ryan needs to be better, but they're they've put they're they're in an interesting position right now where at two and what two and three? Two, two and one. Two, two and one, pardon me. Um that tie is gonna fuck me up for the rest of the year. Um week one. Who ties in week one? But um they uh like they're they're arguably still a favorite to win that division. Yeah. And they've played poorly to start yeah. the year. So. Something 20? about it. Yeah. Uh, at 20, the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Um, so there's only one team left. Yeah, I think they're it. I think they're the team that's lower. That's lower? They are the team that's lower. They're 25. Okay. So wow, so we're all we're pretty much about the same jumbled, but we've got the uh, roughly the same bottom twelve. Um, yeah, I still believe. I think that Jameis is still the best option at quarterback for them, and I'm glad that he is, you know, getting the the like rest that he needs. But even still, this is a team that was a double doink away from going to overtime with the Vikings, and the Vikings have played pretty well up until the point this season. Um, I think there's a lot to like about this team. Miss Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry the last two weeks as well. Um, There's so much more to be had with these guys that we haven't seen yet. And they very well could be a top 12 team at the end of the season. Um, But as of now, 2020 feels right. Um. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to convince me that a team with Andy Dalton is good anymore. I've I've been down that road, and it wasn't very fun. Um, don't get me wrong, freaking love Andy Dalton, mm. um, but it's it's just it, it's not looking good for them. I also think that you put way too much stock in Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston running this team would not be doing much better. I still have not gotten re- like used to Dennis Allen being the head coach on the sidelines here. Um, the defense is bad the offense can be fun the fact that Taysom Hill is still the most fun player on that team is still like kind of awkward um, and we're starting to travel down a similar path that we did with Michael Thomas last year where it's hey he's you know suffering a two-week injury will he be back this year well like will he I don't know yeah yeah um it keep you know it keeps being like a, oh well he's you know limited in practice or didn't participate in in practice on a toe injury and obviously i know that like turf toe is really bad but uh it's one where if you are a michael thomas fantasy owner or a stockholder in um a saint's future you you should probably be a little concerned with michael thomas just 
not being super interested, and then Chris Olave going down with what looked like a pretty severe concussion. Don't want to speculate, but if I were to speculate, it would be that it looked pretty gruesome with him knocked out cold in the end zone. Um, yeah. It's just uh, it, it's not a great time for the Saints. No, they're a weird team that like has from from like a first glance they have the horses. So why aren't they better? And it's because they don't really have the quarterback. I know you're probably like punching air right now on the inside. Like no, Internally, they do have the quarterback. Yeah, he's just got a broken back. He's going to be. Do back. they have one? Yeah, literally spinal injury. He broke his spinal. back. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is what I we we can we could go in circles on that if we really wanted to, but we we don't have to. It's okay. I get it. Number nineteen. <laughs> All right. I oh wow. I'm trying to figure this out. For some reason, I put. No. Yes. Yes. We're good. Nineteen. Uh, the New York Jets. Okay. Higher or lower higher higher i have them at the 14th best team in the league wow okay moving up um yeah i think that the young guys on this team are incredible elijah Vera tucker has played left tackle he's played right tackle he's played guard and he's good at every single position which is sweet uh sauce gardner had a safety and a pick Brees Hall had 197 total yards. Um, Zach Wilson is healthy. Um, you know, like there's a lot, like there's a lot to like about this team. And this was kind of the thing of like bringing in Joe Douglas. Like this is what you were hoping for. And this is exactly what you've gotten. And it's young guys producing. I mean, you didn't even mention Garrett Wilson, um, who's played really well too. Like this, this squad is nice. Michael Carter. Like they're, they are nice, young, scrappy, whatever you want to say. Like at 19, I feel like I'm almost underselling them a little bit, but they played well and they deserve, you know, what they've gotten so far this season. They, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a fun young team. They are the, um, they're sort of the Cinderella, which is funny to call the New York Jets the Cinderella. Um, but they uh, they they kind of remind me of the Bengals from last year, where hmm. through a few weeks I just don't really have any hopes for them, and then they might surprise you by the end of the year. Um, I don't think that they will, but uh, they 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 hold that potential with them. So eighteen, yeah. eighteen, the Jacksonville Jaguars, higher or lower, lower. Number 20. I knew it. I knew I could count on your disdain for Doug Peterson to yeah. uh, put them a little. I mean, we're week. right there. We are yeah. right there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think there was a little bit of come down to earth week for them. As ter- in terms of their ceiling. Um, I think that the first couple of weeks, it was like, wow, they're good. And now the other shoe is kind of dropped. And it's like, they're good. They've got the pieces, but they still need to put it together, which is something that they've had a hard time doing. Um, I like the young guys. ETN had a mini breakout. I know I said last week he kind of, like, I, this is where I was sensing the shift. 
Um, I mean, they they had about the same amount of touches, I believe, but ETN did a lot more with them. Um, and so that's kind of, I think, what we're going to see moving forward um, in regard to James Robinson. Um, Trevor Lawrence is still a young quarterback who needs more developing than I think anyone really anticipated. Um, but I'm not out on him of being a guy who can, you know, throw for 4,530 touchdowns, but it's, we're getting there. Like it's, there's going to be this. I think he's cooked. I think he's cooked. And the main reason why I think that he's cooked is that Hail Mary that he threw. That That was probably, yeah. I mean, upwards is probably was like a good hundred feet in the air. Maybe. I don't know. I'm bad at gauging distance in terms of like, air yards uh in like downfield i think that ball went like 30 yards like 25 really like he flew from the 40 he just landed at the 25 he just hasn't he's never been down in games he hasn't had to throw hail mary he doesn't know how to gauge that like you know what i mean it's just right you play for the jaguars (laughs) you better start practicing it that's going to be like the recurring theme now but not really i i mean if they had handled business against the texans i'd have a i'd probably have a different mindset yeah. And as a whole team right now, I'd probably have them like the 12 to 13 range because Doug mm-hmm. Peterson's been pretty impressive this year. And then he drops that game against the Texans and you wonder what the hell is happening to that <laughs> team because they're far more talented than six points against Lovey Smith. It's tough because if, you know, like let's say where we are with like the – where maybe where I am with the saints or where we are with like the Rams or like a team like that of like, we're going to give them more leeway, even though they sucked compared to a team who's dominated a handful of games already this season. They have one off game and you say, yeah, I told you knew it. So it's like, I get it, but it's also justified because I'm definitely the same way of like, we have an idea of this team and until they consistently prove otherwise, I'm not like, why am I going against what, like I originally thought through five games of the season that we're, we're two guys that are strong in our beliefs. We don't flip flop. All right. I'll tell you that much. Um, If I, if you were to ask me who wins between the chargers and Raiders and then who scores the most points in week one or the Jaguars. Oh, the rate. Oh, probably the Raiders will win, but the chargers will score the most points. Um, Number 17. The Tennessee Titans. All right. Higher or low? The same. 13. Oh. I don't. I don't think that they're good. It's a pity 13. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I just, I don't, I'm not sold on them. Like, I don't yeah, like. how could you be? Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I mean, Derrick Henry has picked it up, which is great. And like the fact that you have him 13, like I get it. The defense isn't great. Ryan Tannehill has always had to do just enough whenever he's been on the Titans, but the moment you ask him to do more, he can't give that to you. And so it's just, it's hard to really put my full weight behind them knowing that like they're, they're missing pieces on the defensive side of the ball, obviously. Um, And offensively they're missing AJ Brown. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Who? 2020, they they you know technically made the playoffs at nine and eight. Maybe was that the first year that we did 17 games? Um, the Bears when they started five and one or four and one, 
and it was like the most fraudulent five and one team that you'd ever seen because they well the giants might replace they, them if we if they win next week that that's very true but but that was the year when tom brady held up the four fingers and was like wait isn't it fourth yeah. down now yeah um they beat the panthers because teddy bridgewater was not awful and they got away with a lot and it was Nick Foles taking over for Mitch after two games or a game and a half. Um, that is what this Titans team reminds me of. I'm not saying that Malik Willis is going to take over for Ryan Tannehill through five weeks, but it's just a very, like, they look like a very fraudulent three and two. Yeah. Considering that, like, three and two is tough to be, like, a fraudulent team. Like, you can be three and two and appear bad, and we'll be like, yeah, they don't look good. Now, this team looks really bad, and they're three and two. All right. Yeah, no, agreed. 16? 16, the Miami Dolphins. Higher or lower? Lower. Seven. Seven? Seven. Wow. I think with a healthy two, they're seven. I Teddy hmm. Bridgewater. It would have been interesting to see what he would have done on Sunday. And that defense has some holes, but I honestly think that it's more of a mental game right now with them. Um, having seen their quarterback get whipped to the ground and 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 be in distress, and then having Teddy Bridgewater go out of his first start with a concussion or second start, I guess. Yeah. Um first start. And it's just a very, I think once Tua is healthy, whenever that may be, they can return to being one of the, to, they can return to being one of the better teams in the league. And I think we kind of saw that before he went out. Maybe you disagree with how good they were before he went out, but I'm basing it on a healthy Tua. Fair enough. I And I think that part of it does play into the uncertainty of Tua and when he will be back. Um, like, I don't think that there's been a set timeline as of yet. I think I heard something about like four to five weeks, um, roughly. I, I think I'd have to look at that and see, but I, I we still haven't been given a set timeline, which is a concern for me because he comes back and it's going to be what week 10. Um, and there's going to be time to, to get back into form. I think that. It's unfortunate because I think the Dolphins were going on their way to convincing me that they are, you know, a team that deserves to be in that top 10. But I don't think that they had done it. They had done it yet. Um, and that's with the Ravens comeback. That's with the Bills victory and everything. But I don't know. Part of it is I'm not fully sold on Tua game in, game out being that guy. Um, because realistically, we saw one insane game from him and then we saw a couple of average games you know what i mean and so that's that's kind of where i'm at with with the whole Tua thing and pair that with him like whatever i think about Tua, i do think he's an upgrade over uh skylar thompson um regardless um teddy bridgewater i think that they are similar two is better but they're similar level right now um and so based on everything i've got them at 16 all right fair enough item at seven again 
based on I I like them a lot with a healthy Tua. Yeah. And not necessarily because I think I think Tua just is more savvy when it comes to being an NFL starting quarterback than you'll see with Skylar Thompson and really kind of with Teddy Bridgewater at this point too. Yeah. Um where he just plays the part a little bit better, Tua does. And uh by that I mean and the arm strength might not be there, but pretty much everything else is. Um, and with, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle when they're at full strength too, it's tough for a, def- for a defense to really manage that. So yeah, I had them a lot higher team. I'm, I, I like, I like Mike McDaniel Sorry. too. So yeah, so do I. It like that. It's, it's, I don't know. I just haven't seen, uh, like, I wasn't able to see enough yet to really yeah. put it there. All right. We've talked 15. about a lot of these. We've talked about a lot of these teams. So we can kind of move through here pretty quickly. Um, I'm yeah. just going to go, I'm going to go, th- I'll go three. So I'll go like the next three and then we can take pieces from, from what we want. So 14, thir- 14, 13, 12, or sorry, 15, 14, 13, it goes Packers, Patriots, Bengals. So you and I both have the Packers at 15. Nice. I have the Patriots at 17. And I have the Bengals at 11. So kind of we're splitting the difference there. Yeah. Um, I will give you my quick rundown on them. Packers. They've got a lot of shit to figure out. And I think we're yeah. going to kind of agree on that. Aaron Rodgers is obviously very good. He's got to trust Romeo Dobbs way more than he is. And I know that people will say, well, he has as many targets as Alan Lazard. Not late in the game. That's the difference. That's yeah. where the trust factor comes in. Um, because he was he was wide open on that fourth down, and he just never looked his way. Mm. And that can be a problem with the play design. That can be a problem with whatever. But at the end of the day, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is really kind of the one who's calling the shots there. So it falls on him. Um, the defense has been less than impressive as to what I think people expected it to be this year, but it's also not bad. They can rebound quickly and get kind of into a good rhythm, but right now they're they're struggling, not as bad as they've scru- struggled in the past, but with less hope to fix it in a short amount of time, I think. Um, as for the Patriots, I don't really know what's going on with them. It's tough to really assess them without Tom Brady. That's just kind of how it goes. Maybe you'll agree. Maybe you won't. Regardless, I haven't had a good feel for them. I haven't known. I haven't been able to like correctly presume an outcome or make like make a good as- assumption on the outcome of a game for them in the last two years because Mac Jones is it's so insanely hot and cold. It's crazy. Uh, and then as for the Bengals, I had them higher than thirteen, but only by two spots at eleven. Um. We talked about it when we were talking about the Sunday night or yeah, the Sunday night game. Zach Taylor isn't great. He's not awful, but he's not great. And he has a great quarterback that uh I think we I think was sold magic beans as his offensive line a little bit. Mm-hmm. We all bought into the improvements and they just haven't meshed yet. So maybe that happens later on and they figure it out. Um, the division that they're in, it's, it's a two legged, yeah, it's a, it's a two man race between them and the Ravens for first, I think. Um, and 
with the amount of wildcard spots to go around in the AFC, it's likely that both teams make the playoffs. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to run into any decision and say the Bengals are one of the best teams in the NFL, but they're certainly not the old Bengals. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you're spot on with the Packers. I think we agree on a lot of the same things. Um, would have expected more of the defense, but the offense, I mean, yeah, a lot more to be desired. I will say with the whole uh, Romeo Dubs thing, he did drop that one touchdown pass against the Patriots, and that might lean into that decision because I think that historically Aaron Rodgers has given every receiver a very short leash, and so that's kind of what what comes comes into play there. Patriots, yeah, very hot and cold. Um, defense obviously played great. Um, anytime you can allow a team to score zero points, that's a good time. Uh, especially if it's the war, what was the best offense in the NFL? That's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. Um, for them, a big confidence booster. Um, yeah, I think that Mac, you know, I think that this team is good enough. And we saw it last season. And I feel like, you know, if we can get Mac here in the next, maybe next week or the week after that, they're good enough in spite of him to win, you know, nine, 10 games. Um, sure. And, you know, challenge a spot for the wild card. And so it's just a matter of will we see enough progression to kind of push them over that threshold to get into the playoffs? Um, Jacoby Myers looks great. He was a guy I was excited about coming into the year, and he has two games this season of 90 receiving yards, um, which is exciting. Uh, and that was with Bailey Zappi, over 100 yards um, with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. So big sign there. Yeah, Bengals talked about him. Left a little more to be desired. Um, I think you touched on the main parts. All right, 12, 11, 10. I've got Rams, Giants, Cardinals. Rams, Giants, Cardinals. And yes. that was from 12, 12 11, 10. 10. Yep. All right. I had the Rams at 18. Oh, wow. Okay. I, had the, I had the Giants at 12. And I have the Cardinals at 16. Interesting. Okay. So more. Um, a little higher on, on again. The, the Giants point. are kind. I, I the Giants are like a pity twelve because they're four and one. It's tough to just. Yeah, it, it, it's tough to rank four and one team lower than twelve. Um, I think the coaching staff is really good. I think Daniel Jones is a problem still. Um, and it's a shame that Tyrod Taylor got concussed in his first drive with the with them. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, I think the Rams are. I think the Rams have plenty of time to figure it out, but they're very bad right now. Um, that offense is just not good. Uh, like I, I, I'm running out of synonym. I'm running out of synonyms for bad at this point, and it's just because they are. Ben Skoranek should not have anything to do with this offense, and yeah. he's a major piece of it right now. Yeah, um, Matt Stafford looks a little bit more lost and a little bit more panicky than he has in the past. He looks more like Detroit Lions post Calvin Johnson. Um, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup is still incredible. That's they still have some incredible party. pieces, and the, and the defense is still okay. But it, it's just they are struggling more to begin this year than I kind of anticipated they would. Um, Cardinals. They just kind of got to piece things together. They haven't yet. 
Um, and they've also had a they've they've had a tough stretch to begin the year. Um, and and they, you know, that game could have gone to overtime against Philly, and we might have them, and I would probably have them higher. Um, the coaching kind of stands out as as a point of concern for me. Cliff Kingsbury, I like a lot, but more that's more just like on a personal, I like his vibe a lot, um, but not necessarily a huge fan of how that offense is operated. Um, and then it was the Giants who you who I said I had a twelve. Um, just yeah, it, it's a it's it's a pity twelve. So. Yeah, I mean, Rams at 12, I'm going to give them some leeway just because, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year, yada, yada, yada. The offensive line has struggled a lot. I think that's a big piece of it. Um, but, I mean, this is a team that can still recover pretty easily. Um, they have some things to figure out. And, you know, maybe that's speeding up the tempo, you know, like getting the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hand faster um, and not even just eliminating the offensive line issue. Um, Cam Akers coming back to form slowly but surely is a big piece of that too. Um, he's he's looked better each game, it feels like. Um, and so there are some encouraging pieces, which is why I have them at 12. Um, Giants at 11. I honestly think that if the Giants win one more game this season, Brian Dable will still win coach of the year because no one is going to forget the fact that he has the New York football Giants at four and one. Well, Giants, yes. With just one of the worst rosters ever constructed to to have a team that's this many games above 500 um breaking news and this is a good one for liam to clip because you're going to get a live reaction uh so zach boyer college football guy tweeted that kansas quarterback jalen daniels expected to miss the rest of the season with a grade three separation of his right shoulder per sources it's a tough blow for daniels who was opening a lot of eyes nationally for his jayhawk start and it's Jason Bean's team now, hashtag KU football. He tweeted that at 4.07 p.m. At 6.05 p.m., Jalen Daniels tweeted out, sheesh, that's news to me. <laughs> this league, baby. Locks wow. are back. So wow. we're, we're living. So I think he's out this week, but maybe if he's not out for the rest of the year, that'd be cool. Quite the, quite the, rhythm. Quite the roller coaster you've been on there. Didn't these oh, man. I last- I. Hoppa texted me when the news broke that Channel Daniels was out. He's like, oh, sorry about it. And I think I responded to him. I was like, five and seven. Like, we're fucked. Like, it's over. So. Seven and five, baby. Let's go. Seven and five. We're back. Cheese it, bull. Here we come. <laughs> um. Okay. Yes. Where was I? The Giants. Bad. Brian Dable. Good. Weird. Have to do it. Put it, you're right. You have to put them in that top 12 ranking. Um, the Cardinals struggle with inconsistency, but you know, they played the undefeated Eagles to a very close game. Um, we'll talk about the Eagles a little bit later, but I think that they can they can do it, they can figure it out. D hop's coming back. Um, but it's it's tough, it's tough to be a fan of the Cardinals and see this much talent and watch them struggle to move the ball at times. Um yeah. If they can put it together, this is a top five team in football, but they have failed to do so for the last year and a half. So, um, all right, nine, eight, seven, Chargers, Bucks, Vikings. Can you repeat it? You cut out for a second. Yeah. Uh, nine, eight, seven, Chargers, Bucks, Vikings. Uh, Chargers, I have at 10. Uh, Bucks, I have at nine. Vikings, I have at eight. 
Oh, so just a little off. We were close, though. We're, we're literally off by one pick, and it's just because I have other teams in different places. But, yeah, same order. I love it. Um, yeah, Chargers, another example of a team that just needs to be able to put it together. Um, I don't like Brandon Staley as a coach. I think that his decision-making is terrible. I think that oh, he's man. wasting the prime of Justin Herbert. Um with his play calling, the fact that they only beat the Chargers by or the Browns by two is incredible to me. The fact that the Browns lost the game, the Chargers didn't win the game was also incredible to me. Um, yeah, this is a team that does have injuries and is struggling with that, but also is poorly coached. And realistically, uh, Brandon Staley's not too far off from that whole Zach Taylor um, idea that you pitched out there a little bit ago. Well, and I was just going to say, he's probably also the youngest version of the will make a killing as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. He should, you know, when he gets fired from the Chargers at, in the next three years, he should probably put a pin in his head coaching dreams for a little while. Yeah. People learn, people get second chances. He's probably someone who might. But if he can rebound and just find a steady job as a defensive coordinator, he might find happiness there for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. With the Bucks, would have liked to see them dominate a little bit more against the Falcons. Obviously, um, won that game and didn't even give the Falcons a chance thanks to that roughing the passer call. Um, but they're moving in the right direction. Leonard Fournette looks really good. Tom Brady's coming back to form. Um, and everyone's getting healthy. Um, which is good. The big concern for me still is that offensive line, um, which has, you know, had guys banged up, had guys that have left in the off season. Um, and I think that, you know, when you play against really good teams with, I mean, even halfway decent teams with good pass rushes, Tom Brady's going to struggle. Um, and then finally the Vikings at seven. I mean, will they be the seventh? Are they the seventh best team in football right now? Maybe. Will they be the seventh best team in football at the end of the year? Maybe not, but it's like Justin Jefferson is too good. And Kevin O'Connell is doing what he did with Cooper Cup uh, in Minnesota. And it's cool. And for that reason, you can't count them out. I mean, Justin Jefferson had 10 catches for 120 yards at halftime. Um, and maybe that's a testament to your Bears. But he looked he looked good, but he was also getting open. And I, and that's a scheme thing. Like they've made the yeah. intention of getting the ball into his hands as many times as they could, even if he's throwing the ball, like they will get the ball into his hands, however possible. Um, and so for that reason, I've got them at seven. Well, I, I there was a great tweet from a Bears beat writer who I can't freaking stand. Um, he's one of like the more negative people that you'll find on a beat. <laughs> and he said, I can't, you know, the amount of hyperbole, um, like there's hyperbole in his tweet where he's like the amount of hyperbole that I've seen um, from Bears fans saying that the offense had a good week um, is insane. I can't even imagine what it would have been if Justin Fields had 17 straight completions to open up the game and led four touchdown drives, alluding to the fact that Kirk Cousins had a better offensive day. Sure, whatever. But first off, no one was saying that the Bears had a good offensive week. They were all saying that Justin Fields showed improvement. Um, and secondly, um, yeah, I hope that the 34-year-old quarterback who's been in the league for 12 years and is getting paid $30 million per season 
has a better freaking week than the second year quarterback with his second head coach, second offensive coordinator in week five. That's how the NFL is supposed to work, Dan. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, it just kind of it, it is a Vikings can be good. Can they get out of their own way? Can Kirk Cousins make plays when they're down? We saw that against the Bears defense. That's not very good. Can they do it against good teams when playoffs roll around? We'll see. Um, I have them at eight. You have them at seven. We're on the same page here. All right, six, five, four. I will say our six, five, four, three, two, one is the same. We have the same teams. I know that. So. I love it. We'll we'll see if we can how close we are in order too. Yeah. All right. At six, I have the San Francisco 49ers. At five, the Ravens. Wrong. And four, I have the Dallas Cowboys. All right. All three teams in the in different order for me. Okay. Okay. Um, I had the Ravens six, Cowboys five, 49ers four. That's crazy that we that those three were the same two, but they were just in the wrong order. Yeah. Great minds. Our top nine are all the or no, I guess I have the Dolphins a lot higher. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. The Niners, they are looking good. And yeah. the, the defense is coming alive. The Nick Bosa injury is something to track, but not like a major source of concern. Jeff Wilson looks fantastic. Um Garoppolo will do enough as he has and will continue to do so. Um but the reality of the situation is, you know, come December, January, when uh, when they get Elijah Mitchell back, the Niners could very well average 40 carries a game and win football games. Like, that's that's how good that that crew is. That collection of Debo, Jeff Wilson, and and uh, and Elijah Mitchell is is a good a good squad. Um, the rushing talent that they have on that team is one of the best in the league and they're like probably top five and and it's a and it's a rolodex of people who can step in that you've never heard of that yeah. can continue to carry the load i hear i hear people on twitter all the time talking asking when jordan mason is going to be unleashed so it's like even people are like there's more in the tank like they yeah. have more talent to be had which is which is nuts and it makes me feel better about having them uh, as my my nfc champion um, I think that they're playing like the team I expected them to. Maybe not the quarterback I expected to be at the helm, but the results are are you know pretty good. Uh, with the Ravens, I've talked about the Ravens. I think they're a good squad. Um, I think that you know there's some some consistency issues, especially with the defense that I like to see fixed. But um, you know. And, you know, you have a system kicker. You've got a um, a, a great special teams. Um, so that will pick up a lot of the slack. And then finally, the Cowboys at four. I see what you were saying preseason about these Cowboys. Like, I think that I, I understand w- where you were getting at when you had them going. Was it, it was 15 and one, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I see where you were at um, missing this is all without Dak, by the way. So when Dak comes back, like you just like, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't win 11 games in a row or, or you had them 16 to one, huh? So 16 to one. Yeah. 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 15 so to two. 15 two. or 15. Right? Two. I don't, whatever the case, I don't like, yeah. like they have the talent to go out there. And I feel like they can give a good fight to any team that they face, which is 
like impressive and not something I expected. They um that defense is um best in the NFC right next to the 49ers. I think the Cowboys probably have the edge for me right now. Um mm-hmm. but that's why they're up where they are. The Cowboys could easily kind of climb into that number three range. Um, I would assume let's spoil it now. Are Eagles your three? Eagles are my two. Eagles are your two. Chiefs are your three? Yeah, Chiefs are my three. And Bills are your one. Bills are one, yep. All right, so I have the Eagles at three, Chiefs at two, Bills at one. I could flip-flop the Cowboys and the Eagles at three and five based on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Same with me at two and four. Um, For the 49ers, if they keep kind of they're, – they're like – they're quietly one of the best teams in football right now. Yeah. I feel like no one is considering them one of the best teams because Trey Lance went down and Jimmy Garoppolo is leading them again. But people forget that Jimmy Garoppolo led them to the NFC Championship game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, God, the the disparity in the NFL between like the best teams and then the really good teams is simply in how elite their defenses are. That's just kind of what it comes down to. Um, yeah. I'll quickly just kind of run through them, the Chiefs and Bills then for myself too, since we've spoiled that. I have the Chiefs at two. Last night was really impressive. Uh, their defense has some holes, but they also had some injuries on that side of the ball. Um, they're figuring it out, and they're right back at the top of you know of the game. And Mahomes is so good, and Travis Kelsey's unbelievable. Um, they're going to have to work through Marquez Valdez Scantling just dropping the ball, and but they also have Juju, and it's it's like a conglomerate of receivers that were you know misfits were in like their last home a little bit mm-hmm. but to replace Tyree Kill it's by committee and they're doing it well yeah because uh, there's no replacing it, it, it's you can't replace Giambi is Ringhausen and I forget who the other player yeah you can't replace them but you can replace them through their on base percentage and right now they're just they're just doing enough with Juju and with uh Valdo Scanling are you uh, wait, are you saying that MBS is like Scotty Hattenberg I am yes, he can't play first base and he's absolutely freaking terrified to do it too. <laughs> it's an incredibly easy thing to do. It's very difficult. Um as for the Bills, I they shit kicked the Steelers. And that's yeah. like it's it's why I have the Bills at one and it's why I have the Steelers at 31. That game was never close. Just never yeah. close. Um and the Bills are a score at will kind of team, and it's um, you know, they, they lose that Dolphins game on, on poor decision-making, but it's, they are just far none, just an elite team. They play the yeah. Chiefs this weekend, right? Yes, they do. That is going to be, and a it's a three twenty five game, which is wild that that's an afternoon Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, the, yeah, the bills, the only team that can beat the bills are the bills. Like, I think that we saw that against the Dolphins. I think that they've established that with the way that they play. It's just their decision-making is ultimately what's going to allow them to sink or swim. Um, yeah. The Chiefs are also, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think that, I mean, look at last night, Jerk McKinnon ran the ball incredibly well. And so now you have, like, that was kind of their missing piece of like, okay, can they get a consistent run game? And it turns out that they can pick and choose between the hot hand of, CEH Pacheco or now Jarek McKinnon, who I didn't expect to be involved at all. Um, but 
you know, they've got a good stable there. It's just figuring out that defensive side of the ball. But man, I mean, the Bills and Chiefs, that's going to be a great game to watch. Um, and I think my one concern with the Eagles and why I don't have them as the number one team and why I have them at number two, even though they haven't lost a game, is I feel like it's not talked about enough, but they're not the most consistent team, especially for being undefeated. They have multiple games where they've gone scoreless in the second half. And it's not like it's because they're dominating teams. Um, and even if they were, it, like the, their run game is how they're supposed to be making their money. And if you can't yeah. do that and still score, it's going to be a concern because if you go scoreless and a half against any of those top 10 teams that we mentioned, um, actually, no, I take that back because I think they did go scoreless against the Vikings in the second half or close to it. Um, but all the good teams in the NFL – um, especially in the come playoff time, you're going to struggle. So that's my one thing. And it's weird that, you know, they are the number two team on my rankings, but I'm not like, there are some concerns, but legitimately there are at every level with chiefs. It's the defense with the Eagles, it's consistency. And with the bills, it's the bills. Um, so that's our rankings. We'll get a graphic up there with our exact rankings. So you can kind of see, um, where we're at and compare. Um, but we got a couple of things to check off the list. I like how we were talking about shortening up the podcast. And I think we proceeded to have the longest podcast episode we've ever done. All right. So I'm going to make an executive decision here. You've done your research on your players, correct? Yes, I have. I too have done my research. So I, it's not, it's not going it's into there. focus, but I, I'll, I'll tell you who I had and you can tell us who you had. Yeah. We're not going to talk about him this week. We're going to talk about him next week. And we're okay. also going to do three more players as well. So we're going to do a lot of college scouting for next week. Right. I like it. Um, and then we'll get our backs. Cause that's, a little bit more important to me especially because i'm going to the bears game on thursday um oh, so i'd so we'll talk about uh i'll talk about storm duck jack campbell and peter skaronsky next week okay i'm talking about antonio johnson Bijan robinson and parker washington next week in addition to our other guys so we will talk about yes. that we'll get back on the scouting train but we just love to talk um yeah we, we have a fucking problem right and now. we have that is we, this is bad we have no we have no, we'll, we're, we're working on it. I swear. We thought this was going to be a quick one. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we um, go. Thursday night football. Bears commanders. Um, I don't even know who's starting quarterback for the commanders on Thursday. I think it's Carson Wentz. There's a little bit of doubt going on right now because he has a right shoulder injury. It sounds pretty minor, but it also sounds like they're kind of preparing to just bench him early and be like, oh, it was because of his shoulder. Um, Bears started to click in the second half on offense. They've got a lot of holes on defense, but the Washington, but Washington's really bad. Um, I have them as the worst team in football right now. How can I not take the Bears to cover one? So taking the Bears minus one right now. I made the mistake last week of overthinking and saying, okay, you have two bad offenses that could be good. The over is going to hit. Uh, you now have two bad offenses that could be good, but I'm going to take the under, under 38. It's going to be an ugly game. Like if, It's going to be an ugly one, but I can't wait to do that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got under 38. I'd be surprised if a team hits, cracks 20. Um, that being said, watch it happen now, you know, and somehow like Heineke go out and start and throw for four touchdowns, 300 yards. I'm nine and six this year, by the way, which like isn't great. I wish it was better than nine and six. 
but I am five and zero on Thursday night football. I think I'm four. I think I'm four and eleven. Yeah, it's not, so. it hasn't been. It hasn't been great for you. Yeah. No. No. Plenty of time to turn it around. You're only five games behind me. Like, and considering how bad it's been for you, and the fact that I've had two three and zero weeks, five games behind me is not bad. Yeah. No, definitely. If I don't go three and zero, I go one and two. It's very bad. <laughs> Okay, no, I changed um, my mind. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. What are you doing? I'm taking the over. <laughs> I just thought about it. I thought about what happens if Taylor Heineke starts, and I'm taking okay. the over. Um, 38. My second game, I had Bengals-Saints. That's in New Orleans. Bengals are favored um, by, I think, like three, maybe. Um, but I have the over 44 and a half. Just feels like some offense is going to be done. Joe Burrow going back to uh, Louisiana for, I believe, the first time since playing in college there. I could be wrong. Um, that sounds right. But, uh, that sounds good. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it, it just feels like he's primed for a, a big performance as well as uh, being inside and kind of eliminating the weather from having a factor on anything also kind of helps uh, in my determination on this one. So over 44 and a half. Um, I, you know what, this might, that this might come back to bite me because I just get enticed by it, but Bill's chiefs is 54 points. Um, we just saw the chiefs and Raiders combined for 59. And I think that the bills offense is considerably better than the Raiders offense. Um, Bills have a better defense, but it's going to be a shootout. I think both teams are going to be in the 30s. Plus, who doesn't love rooting for points? Uh, yeah. We're going over 54. Over 54, right. Chiefs Chiefs, and, and Bills. My last pick is uh, Patriots are going to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, they are three-point dogs, and I love that. So I'm taking <laughs> the Patriots plus three against a bad Browns team. Uh, all right, last game for me. I wanted to bet the Falcons. I really did. But they're playing the Niners this week, and it's five points. And so it's kind of like unstoppable force, immovable object. I'm just going to get out of the way altogether. Um, especially if Teddy B can't go next week. The Vikings are three-point favorites against the Dolphins. Um, and considering the Dolphins just lost by three touchdowns to the Jets, I think the Vikings can comfortably cover on this one. So. I've got the Vikings minus three. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. All right. That will do it for this week's episode. It'll get shorter eventually. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time we do power rankings, we'll split it over like two weeks. Yeah. I like that. I like that. About how, about hour two, I was thinking that maybe we should have done that. um, Of this, (laughs) But um, you know, you live and you learn, but uh, yes, Pat, have fun at the bears game. Thanks. Let's go. Let's go Bears. Let's go points. Uh, let's thank go you Bears all. minus one. <laughs> thank you all for listening and uh, we will see you next week.